Hello, everybody. It's another Thursday night, and it is Pastor Giselle um, from Pearls of Grace Ministries UK um, and Ngum and Sidoni from Christian Women in the UK. We are back to have another Thursday night discussion. Um, and today's discussion is going to be how to live a life of contentment. Um, you know, there's there's a lot going on in the world at the moment. There's a lot going on in the UK at the moment. Um, mm. That's enough to make everybody just feel drab and all misery and gloom. Um, but even, even when we sort of look at the wider world, there's a lot going on at the moment. Um, you know, in terms of the global economy, there are floods happening all over the world. Um, there's some Christians where Christ, um, some countries where Christians are being really badly persecuted. Um, you know, so there's just it. Sometimes it just feels like you know the t- we're swimming against the tide, really. Um, you know, the economy, our finances, and and just being able to live a Christian life in a world that is so anti or feels like it is anti Christianity sometimes. Um, that can be hard so I think today we're going to try to um, just have a light discussion about how to live a life of contentment amidst everything that's going on Um, you know amidst the turmoil and the persecution and the financial hardships and the sickness that you know many Christians are faced with and the pain and everything else and it's just you know a, a, a chat just to encourage one another Um, about how we can live a life of contentment in a world that is in a fallen world that's filled with problems Um, and I think you know Giselle let's start with you when you hear contentment what do you think of I think you know I always like to kind of let's start from the basic I always like to kind of see what you understand to be the, the the word contentment when you hear that word what do you immediately think of? What I, the sort of, I suppose the human side of me would have to immediately think of contentment being that you're happy in your surroundings. Mm. You're happy with your lot, really. Mm. But, but then the spiritual side of me, which I believe is a bit more important than the human side of me, you got to then think of Philippians 4, 6 and 7 and John mm-hmm. 16, 33, mm-hmm. where you know, God promises to give us peace and contentment if we just trust in him. Mm. And really, I do speak from experience on this, that mm. sometimes I tried to do things my way and it didn't work. The first time mm-hmm. I gave everything up to God, it was tough. It was tough, but it came through. <laughs> The second time is a bit easier. The third time a bit easier. Now it's just, Lord, you've got it. Mm. And I have peace that no matter what's going on me in the world, around the world, I have peace at it that God's got it in control. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's, you that's, know, that's, that's a, a really deep peace, isn't it? I mean, when yeah. you hear contentment, what does that, what does that speak of to you? I think it's similar to Giselle. It's really being mm-hmm. happy with the place where you are in life. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it like it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not ambitious to do better. Mm-hmm. But that you think, okay, where I am now, 
this is good. It's, how can I put it? It's, I know I could do other things, but this is enough. I'm going to appreciate it. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's having of appreciation for mm-hmm. what you, your circumstances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, 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 you know, Giselle, you talk about this idea of, of being at peace, um, you know, with your lot or being happy with your lot, really. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a hard thing to do. I mean, you know, when you're in a world where, you know, you only have to turn on the TV um, to, to be bombarded with all these messages um, and, and sometimes really negative messages. Mm-hmm. Where, where would you say that, you know, Christians can find that peace or, or you know, obviously, you know, there's prayer, but how would you encourage Christians to be able to tap into that peace that Jesus promises? Because like you, like you say quite rightly, you know, Jesus says that he's come to give us peace, not as the world does, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but, you know, only as he gives. Mm-hmm. And how would you encourage Christians to find that deep peace that is promised, that passes all understanding? Turn off the TV. <laughs> well, that's one thing. Simple. Save, yourself, save yourself a TV license fee. <laughs> Simple. I unplugged the TV and took out the sky box and everything about maybe four years ago now. Mm. And it's the best thing I've ever done. Mm. It, it, it really is. I've really gone down the Smith Wigglesworth route. Mm-hmm. And you've all heard the story about Smith Wigglesworth when Lester Sumner all came from America to England to visit Lester or uh, to visit Smith Wigglesworth. Mm-hmm. And when Lester got to the door, Smithy answered the door and Lester was carrying a newspaper. Mm-hmm. And Smith Wigglesworth would not let him bring the newspaper into the house because it contained lies. Mm-hmm. And that was way, way back in the 19, late 1930s, early mm-hmm. 40s. Life now. <laughs> Sorry. What did you say, Ngu? I said he'd have a fit if he was alive now. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. Social media. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, seriously, you if you're a a new Christian, or no matter how long you've been in Christ and struggling with your faith, because, you know, let's face it, there's people that have been believing uh, in Jesus for maybe 30 years and still struggle with their faith. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You really got to stick with the word of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And seriously, get rid of a lot of your social media garbage. Mm-hmm. Because you know, like, yes, okay, I'm 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 on Facebook because of the ministry. Uh, I've got Facebook uh, things and, and I'm with yourselves and Christian mm-hmm. women in the UK. There's social media and there's social media. Social media, I think, is one of the um uh the addictions of life now. And mm-hmm. I put it up there with uh, alcohol, drugs pornography gambling social media that to mm. me that's one of the big 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 problems it, it, it really is so yeah i know it sounds simple but it, but it is that simple turn mm. off the tv turn off the social media get the bible out get mm. into the word because the word is full of god's promises after all every word written here is a love word from god it's our it's his love letters to us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you you're content in a relationship you know, when, when, when that relationship first starts, you know, that lovey, dovey feeling, you always want to be together, you never want to yeah. be separated and all the rest of it. You mm-hmm. can have that with God, so you can every day of your life. Hmm. So you're, that, you're basically saying, you know, filter 
what you let in yeah from 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 your external environment especially social media because we all know what a beast that is or can be if you let it and so you're you're saying you know as christians we really ought to be filtering and we're not to consume everything and anything that is sort of thrown at us because that will that will help with our contentment and i you know i i I agree with you because you know there's there's some things and and you know what's interesting as well and people probably know this and they don't but you know social social media works on algorithms Mm -hmm. Um, so the more of something you you indulge in or you watch or you see the more of that particular thing it will throw your way Mm -hmm. um so if you know and if you are somebody that you know you you use social media for relaxation purposes just be aware of what you're sort of watching because you know if you tend if you you know if for example if you're somebody who tends to follow all the praise and worship sessions and, and and all the prayer ministries on facebook for example it your suggestions and your recommendations will always be along those lines it might throw you the odd thing here and there to throw you off but most of your news feed is going to be what it thinks you consume which Mm -hmm. is you know christian worship or christian praise and worship but on the other hand if you're on there looking at fashion and um every other thing that you want to um then it will throw more of those things your way Mm -hmm. So it's probably, you know, if you are somebody where you you do use social media, it might just be worth being mindful of the fact that it's AI, artificial intelligence. So it will work on what it thinks you're what it thinks you like based on what you're viewing. Um, So that might just be, you know, something where when you turn on your newsfeed, if you if you're suddenly bombarded with all these stories, I don't know about, I don't know fashion industry or you know people dying it's because that's what you've been viewing so if the less of that you view and the more of what you would like to come up you view um it will automatically over time just show you more of what you want to view just that's just a tip for anybody that um perhaps wants to stay on social media but wants to see the right kind of things um this idea of 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 contentment um, it speaks very much of contentment in the midst of um, trouble or a storm. Um, and I suppose, you know, when, when we're going through stuff, it's hard to be able to be content because you, sometimes you just want to grumble. Sometimes you just want to complain. Sometimes you just want to say, you just want to pack it all in. Um, what, what, I mean, how have you in the past perhaps dealt with being content in a situation where you really didn't want to be in that situation? You really didn't think it was fair. Or you really didn't think justified. And, you know, Giselle is laughing because it's kind of like tonight. You didn't really want to talk about contentment. And we kind of put you in here. You're kind of talking about it right now. So how have you dealt with being content in that situation? <laughs> <laughs> as we speak guys okay <laughs> we're having this conversation but on a serious note i think um acceptance is you know like you said sometimes if something is happening particularly if you feel that it's unfair and you deserve better mm-hmm. i think it's to acknowledge your feelings you know mm-hmm. because also 
I'm not a big believer in burying your feelings at all because I know from experience that you'll only come back. So I believe that if you feel that way, it's good to air out those feelings. Mm -hmm. It may be speak to a friend, somebody that you trust. Mm -hmm. Sometimes another perspective can really help you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the it, power of testimony sometimes, isn't it? Like hearing somebody else's testimony absolutely. on something. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, I'll say all the time, really go to God, you know, you, those vexed conversations with God are good. Trust me. Mm -hmm. If you run to God and this has mm -hmm. happened to when you finish it's almost like god is like are you done okay let me say my bit now right mm, mm. necessarily change anything but mm. it's just about the wisdom of the holy spirit mm. that just calms you down mm -hmm. that has not changed at all but mm. your perspective just suddenly shifts or just so a certain calm comes over you so mm. i believe that like you talked about the calm in the storm Mm. Think of Psalm 46. It's mm. a very psalm, and it tells you how no matter, I think it says that whether the mountain crumbles into the sea or whatever, mm. but it's still God, and that's how it is. Yeah. And there's a bit in that psalm that talks about a river running through this whole situation, right? Like this complete chaos, but then mm -hmm. there's a calmness. And I mm -hmm. think develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you really begin to understand that. The Holy Spirit can be that river of calmness. Mm. May, may go away eventually. It tends mm. to not go away immediately. Mm. But some people want you to stay in that situation to develop your character. So, yeah, by all means, we express. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you know, you talk about sort of having those conversations and acknowledging your feelings. And, you know, some people will hear that and you know and, and I hear that and sometimes in, the, in a culture that is very feeling based um people can get stuck in their feelings what is the antidote to that Giselle I mean you know in in a culture that sort of tells you yeah you know you're gonna write to feel this and you're gonna feel that and and that's you know from, from a therapeutic side I completely agree with what Ngum is saying you know mm. it's it, it's important to acknowledge those feelings. It's important to, to take those feelings to God. Mm -hmm. but, but what's that tipping point? Where's that point where you kind of go, well, hang on a minute. Now you're having a bit of a pity party. You know, what's, what's the antidote to stop it from, from going to that for, following? For the, for the people to realise that um, when you're rushing around, seeking approval from other people mm. doesn't lead to godly contentment. Right. That's it in a nutshell. And what springs to mind is Psalm 107.9, for mm. he satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Really? And, and, and also, you know, when, when I certainly think of contentment, I think of, you know, things, you know, the Bible, especially in Proverbs, it talks about, you know a joyful heart and yeah. you know and it talks about being glad i think proverbs 15 13 says a glad heart makes a cheerful face but by sorrow um, of heart the spirit is crushed you know we have this time and time again this theme in in proverbs i think proverbs 17 22 a joyful heart is good medicine but a crushed spirit dries up the bones um we have this 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 theme certainly about a link between 
joyfulness, um, thankfulness, and contentment. Yep. You know, t- to me, it seems like there's a, there's, a, there's a running theme, certainly in scripture, about, you know, gratitude, um, encouraging thankfulness, and then off the back of that, being content. I mean, you know, Giselle, what do you think? When, when you know, is it fair to say that when you're grateful, um, and 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 I know you know I've heard some pastors say say that you know when when you focus on the things that you do have, you 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 almost take away your you're not focusing on the things you don't have. Ergo, you then become content. I mean, what, what would you say about that link? Um, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. You know, um, we all. I even did it, uh, you know, that I wanted a better car, wanted better furniture, wanted better this, wanted better that, wanted better other things. <laughs> and I was overlooking what I already had and wasn't happy mm. with it. And the minute mm. I decided, well, yes, re- realized that I was doing wrong. And mm-hmm. I'm now very, very, very grateful for what I have because I have a roof over my head. Mm-hmm. I have a car and a chauffeur that drives me around. <laughs> His name is Michael. Um, God bless Michael. <laughs> yes, I uh-huh. close my back, always food in the cupboard. I have mm. a lot more than a, a, what a lot of people have. So I think yes. we do have to learn to be content with what we've got. Yes. Yeah. yeah and right. I mean, do you, do you sort of agree with that? Has that helped you sort of being, being grateful? Has being grateful helped you to be content sometimes um, in those trying seasons? Oh, my goodness. I have to think about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think for me, I'll be honest. <clears throat> How can I put it? It came for me, it's been more a thing of resignation because I'm the kind of person. Right. Okay. Feel interesting. That I want to have something or I deserve something or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes I often feel, okay, maybe this approach was not right. Let me try something else. So I can fight and fight and fight for something. Mm-hmm. And then I get to the place where I'm like, okay, I've, I've pretty much exhausted everything, right? Mm-hmm. I have come to the end of myself. And mm-hmm. Sometimes when I do that, then God is like, fine, okay, now I'll open your eyes to see. Right, okay. So you you yeah. you come to a place of contentment from from resignation. From resignation. It's usually like That's I'm interesting. Just... <laughs> see? It's funny because I actually think it's it's how God deals with me. Mm-hmm. I have this habit where I it's it's my character. I I can I want something, I, I, I will feel like, okay, I just need to go and get this. I need to fight for this. And so if I don't necessarily get it, I don't often think, no, it's not for me. In your, in your going to get it, are you going with God? Are you going of your own strength? Are you, you know, in your going, because, you know, there's, there's, also, there's also this thing, of, and I, I know I could be very guilty of this as well, is, you know, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it. And then, you know, two years later, I realized, well, now I'm not going to do it because I can't do it. <laughs> and I've gone off. And I think some things, God, the way I feel God has dealt with me, there are things I could have really got off my own strength, but God just jumped and stopped it. Because mm-hmm. I now and I think if I'd got them, they could have potentially destroyed me. Mm-hmm. So I feel that 
I often believe that God deals with all of us by our DNA. Mm-hmm. And I think God just says, yeah, I'll let you be exhausted. Because the good thing about that resignation is that when it happens, it is all. I am suddenly like, right, fine. Yeah, like, I surrender all, all to Jesus. <laughs> I no, you don't. No, you don't. Nobody ever surrenders all. Come on. Come on. Yeah, I mean, very cooperative with God because like, I'm like, okay, there's no plan B. So whatever you think, I want to be hyper obedient now. <laughs> That's interesting. So you get contentment from, yes. Okay, so you get contentment from that resignation. That's an interesting way of reaching to that. I mean, also, because, you know, as you was just speaking there, I was also thinking there, Giselle, you know, some people, um, and, and it's probably fair to say that we can also arrive at a place of contentment just by acknowledging God's sovereignty. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a big um, That's a short and, and, and also, we don't often do that, do we? I mean, if 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 we approach each and every situation, and then it's just speaking to you ladies now, it's just, a, it's just occurred to me that that's why Jesus was so happy. That's why yeah. Jesus was so content, because everything he did, he spoke to his father. Like a lot of times Jesus prayed in the New Testament. I mean, I don't manage to do that every every day. I mean, he prayed more times in the New Testament than I've prayed probably this whole year, God forgive me. But do you know what I mean? It's it's and 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 but that's because he acknowledged that he was on earth to do his father's will. Oh my um and he acknowledged that apart from his father, he could not do anything. And, 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 and until his father gave him, not permission, but until his father um, allowed him to perform miracles openly, he didn't want to perform miracles openly. Until his father allowed him to reveal who he was and what he came to do, he didn't want to. I mean, how many times did he heal people and go, don't oh. say anything about this just yet. The time is not right. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and, Before then. and this is Jesus. So, you know, and, and, and maybe that's that's something for us Christians to consider, you know, acknowledging ultimately God's sovereignty and power over our lives. I mean, Giselle, what, what, what do you think? That's just something that, you know, the Holy Spirit just drops in me right now, just looking at Jesus's ministry here on earth um, and how I know these days the new age will probably call it Zen, you know, how... At, peace and how content he was even though he knew that he was I mean we all know we're going to die one day but Jesus knew exactly the kind of horrific death that awaited him and he knew that he was born to die and yet he went through his earthly life his 33 odd years here completely content by the way that's why Jesus was partying so much (laughs) (laughs) Simply because he knew where he was going to. Mm. Yeah. What? yeah, and what did you say? Go ahead, G. Oh, go on, Giselle. No, 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 no. no. I, 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 I think that. Well, yes, he knew exactly where he was going to. He knew he was going back to heaven because you. Know, when it says that you. Know, uh, he, he became poor. It mm. didn't mean that he became poor financially. He became okay. poor uh, without the, the, the presence of God in heaven. 
and mm. just ev everything that's there. And also look at how in the Gospel of Matthew, that uh, the disciples come to uh, fetch Jesus. He's sitting uh, under a tree praying, or just, mm. sorry, sitting under a tree, and the disciples come and say, Master, 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 come. The crowd mm. wants you. They're waiting for you. Come. They want, this, they want you to speak. Mm. And he says, shh, come away with me. Yeah. And, he, and they just all got up and left. Mm. They didn't even say goodbye. He mm. knew the time of when to be with people, and he knew the time also when to go off and go off in solitude okay. and pray. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, mm -hmm. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, so don't I? He knew sovereignty, so sovereignty in God. That's it. Mm -hmm. I think that's mm -hmm. that's the key. And he he trusted that, didn't he? Because he yep. knew that ultimately God wanted the best, not just for him, but for all mankind. <laughs> and we, you know, sometimes to get to that place of contentment, we've got to not just know that, but trust that. Yeah. And that's hard because when people are going through loss or bereavement or, or pain or sickness, um, <clears throat> it's hard to trust that ultimately God's got your best interest at heart because this side of heaven, it doesn't feel that way um, that he does. And and maybe, maybe, you know, and I, you, this is completely subjective and this is my, this is my opinion, but maybe when we're going through those times, we need to, like you say, take a leaf out of Jesus's book and fix our eyes on what we're going to. Mm -hmm. Because like you say, Jesus became poor because not financially, but because he abandoned the riches and glories of heaven to come mm -hmm. down to earth. And so maybe to help us, feel content in those difficult trying times we've got to fix our eyes on where we're going ultimately um when we meet him in paradise um because the bible says you know he knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb so and and we will return to him you know when yes. when when we're we're dead and gone and and you know the dead shall rise again and judgment day i will return to him and so, you know, maybe as an encouragement to ourselves when we're going through those times is to, to emulate Jesus and fix our eyes on where we're going ultimately. Because this is just a journey and it can feel like a tiresome, painful, <laughs> oh, yeah. often long journey sometimes with yeah. aches and pains and heartaches and, mm -hmm. and, and you know, and, and we could take comfort from Jesus because... All through it all, God never left his side. No. God was always there. He always he he could always speak to his father. And, and we can too. And we can. And so we can yeah. we can take a leaf out of Jesus' book and say, you know, through the heartache of, of losing his, you know, a very good friend, Lazarus, mm -hmm. God was there through um, <clears throat> you know, through everything that he went through through seeing people mourn and, and seeing people sick and, and, and just seeing um, the, being betrayed by one of his yeah. uh, disciples. One of his best friends, if we want yeah. to call you know, uh -huh. the disciples the BFFs. Yeah, and, and um, being let down by another one of the disciples. Mm, mm, you know. um, being and, doubted by yet another one. Yeah. But through, through all of that, he... he Some things. He was content. Yes, the fact, he was. 
Jesus had haters, you know? Oh, yeah. Big A lot time. of people. Mm. So you must have had, because, I mean, you see, like, we talked about the adulteress, and initially, Jesus is actually ignoring these people. You know, mm. when some people are just too much, and you're like, today, I'm not even going to deal with you. But you see so much confrontation between him and the Pharisees. You have worn him out sometimes. I'm sure some days he didn't even want to face these people. Mm. had a job to do and like you said knowing that God was with him I'm sure gave him the confidence to you know mm. and so maybe sometimes just knowing that God is with us <laughs> um, through those difficult times that will help give us that contentment that we need um, and, and, and being grateful for the things he has done or like you said Giselle for the things we do have um, yeah and and you know, the cross, we're going to do a whole chat, a whole conversation on the cross. But how powerful is the cross, Giselle? Be good. Oh, how powerful is it? Oh, my goodness me. <laughs> you know, in, in this, how can we relate to the cross in, in this topic of contentment? How can the cross speak to us um, when when we're looking to be content with our lot here this side of heaven okay right we all come into the world the same way and mm -hmm. we're all going to go out the same way where we're going to go to there's two different places so you mm -hmm. need to be sure of where you're going to go to mm -hmm. all our earthly riches and you know, we're yeah we're taught in the scriptures too it's the love of money is the root of all evil not mm -hmm. money's the root the love of money it's okay mm -hmm. to have some money. It's okay to have some savings, but don't fall in love with it. We're not going to take all of our earthly riches and all of our money with us when we go. No. No. So we do need to really focus on where we're going to be going to. Mm -hmm. Get right with God. Be content with everything we have. Mm -hmm. And because godliness is a better gain than all our financial yes. wealth here. Yes. yes. Yep. Savor and gold I have not. Exactly. Yes. So ser ser seriously, we, we need to, you know, if you've got, I don't know, several thousand pounds in the bank, even a couple hundred pounds in the bank, you've got a roof over your head, you've got food on the table, and you've got, you know, nice things. Why do you want more? Mm. And also, if, if you've got millions, but you don't know Jesus, you don't, you're poor, you don't have anything. Yeah. And I'm just going to put that out there. And, you know, some people are going to come for me. Somebody but just I'd, I'd rather be poor with Jesus than be rich without him. Yeah. Yep. In a yep. former life, you've heard me say before this, you've heard me say this before, in a former life, I was quite wealthy. Mm -hmm. uh, a holiday several times a year, you know, I, I, I really was quite wealthy. Since my walk with Jesus, mm. it's the poorest financially I have ever been. I, mm. I do scrimp and scrape from one month to the next with state pensions. I mm. really do. But this is the happiest, most content, most peaceful that I have ever been in my life. And let that be a testimony to somebody out there who's thinking, yes, you know, seriously. this whole game is going to yeah. be, it's not for me. And and um, just before we round out, you know, there's, there's, there's a raging enemy of contentment that we've kind of not not touched on and maybe we will in another um episode but let's just give it a little bit of an introduction now envy and oh, envy. 
That's we the whole haven't, <laughs> we haven't yes. gone in there yet, but you know, we've got about you know a few minutes left to round up this this um chat today, but let's just dip our toe in it, as it were. Envy and jealousy. Um that's a, a big, you know, a, a big thing, anti-contentment thing. And and you know, just a round of what advice would you give people with regards to that link between envy and and contentment really um i think the the reason when you find yourself in a situation where you envy people Mm. main is to ask yourself why because Mm. the topic that has fascinated me for a very long time and even before i was born again i used to look at it from a psychological perspective every time you envy somebody it's literally you looking at a a, a situation from a place of lack Mm -hmm. you know you're always feeling like this person has something that I haven't. Mm-hmm. But it's, first of all, it's usually a lie, right? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes things, these things are not even how you perceive them. Mm-hmm. You know, the example of social media, that's a classic one where, you know, you're looking at people's pictures and thinking, yeah, they have the best life ever. Well, they've given you their, create, their curated lives. Of course, mm-hmm. you look. So one, usually... An envious mind has a very vivid imagination. So chances are the things that you believe are not even true. Mm-hmm. And what you can do is actually put those things to the test. And when I say that, let's say, I don't know, you have a friend who is married and has children and you're single and you feel like, um, you know, her life is better than yours. You have to actually put that to the test. And you, you it's kind of like narrowing things down. You, like, okay, what, what's the definition of better? to begin with right your lives are different and no doubt she may be very happy but then is her life really better than yours mm. it doesn't necessarily mean that mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you need to look at what is making you unhappy in your life rather than um you know envying somebody else so I think it always calls for a lot of reflection you know asking mm-hmm. you questions because the more you borrow and question those feelings then you begin to realize that a lot of them are really baseless. And sometimes, I think sometimes also envy can be, how can I put it? Sometimes mm. it's informative, right? Like mm. let's you're feeling like, I don't know, your friends are earning more money than you. Maybe what's really going on deep down is that you're dissatisfied with where you are. Mm-hmm. You want a more challenging job or whatever. So mm. it's not always a horrible thing to run away from. I think sometimes mm. sit down and have a conversation with those things. And if, again, if there's somebody that you can talk to, there's always God, of course, mm. but sometimes God actually wants you to speak to people. Mm-hmm. And when people begin to give you their perspectives, it will be amazing because, you know, the funniest thing, sometimes the person that you envy actually envies you too. <laughs> yeah, ex- 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 exactly. Big mm. And like, it's like the old saying, the grass on the other side of the fence isn't always greener. No, yeah, exactly. it's true. It's not it's you. True. If you don't think your plot, your patch of grass is green, then water it, nourish it, fertilize mm. it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Treat it with c- tender, loving care and make it as green as the other side. Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. it's, up, it's up to you. It really is. Because contentment really is, it really means being satisfied with what you've got. Mm. and knowing that that's what you're that's what god has planned for you and not necessarily what you know the other person has you've got your lot and that is exactly it's like the story of the talents isn't it yes to 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 some he gave 
you know, one talent, but to another, he gave many talents. And, and yes. it's I've being content been. with, yeah, that's very much so. As many talents as you have. Um, but like I said, you were going to delve into that in another another yeah. episode. And yes, another, another one, another one. <laughs> get into that. I think we've got three more, three three more episodes from tonight's one, haven't we? <laughs> we have, we? need to talk about it. Yeah, we will, we will. We will but we um, will. it's been it's been lovely. Um, Giselle, yes. do you want to pray us out? Well, I put us out last week. What about Naomi? Did you? Yes, I did. Okay, go on. Oh, okay. She remembers. Yes. (laughs) Go on then. You can pray us out tonight. Thank you. Okay. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be here, for the opportunity to be able to connect with you, Lord, and to learn more about you, your wishes for us. Learn what it really means to feel joy in you, Lord. When we talk about things like contentment, we begin to reflect on our own lives and we see just how much you've blessed us. Mm. And we pray, oh Lord, for people who are experiencing darkness, Mm. who just cannot even imagine what it's like to be content in you, Lord, because they're dealing with depression, Mm. they're feeling suicidal. Mm. Father, we ask that you put your special garment of praise on them, Mm. that you take away that heaviness and just Mm. Give them you in any way, Lord, whether it's you sending them somebody who will come and help them mm. and speak to them, whether by prophecy or just by good advice or whatever, Lord, by giving them a memory of what it's like to be around you. Or sometimes, Lord, just your presence, mm. you sitting in that room with them, it makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. Lord, help us to stay away what you're doing for us in those hard mm. moments. Mm. Just to know that no matter how much the storm rages, we can sit there in the eye of it with you. Mm. And so really the storm doesn't need to pass. Mm. You just need it to keep us still. Mm. Sometimes it takes a storm for us to get your attention, Lord. And so regardless of what we're going through, Lord, help us to be still. Because in your stillness, we hear, we hear your voice. And we begin to see perspectives that we had never seen before. In that stillness, Lord, there is contentment. We -hmm. thank you for the gift of contentment, Lord. And we ask that you bless everybody who's listening to us Mm -hmm. on the live show and on the playbacks. Mm -hmm. And just teach them contentment in the way that suits the DNA that you gave them, Lord. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. Oh, 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 get my title too. <laughs> right. Are you going to say goodbye to people on? Good uh, yes. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Good night, G.